and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hardison. Today, we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look at Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, Mike Desicki, the Miami Dolphins passing game. We talked about Tua a little bit earlier this offseason, but that really is where everything is going to start with this Dolphins offense. It was fun with Ryan Fitzpatrick over the past two years. I mean, I know Devontae Parker's happy. Fitzpatrick was there for him to get that second contract, just like so many other uh, contested catch artists over the years in the Brandon Marshall. Uh, realm of the world but now with Tua under center Fitzpatrick out of town this is the Tua show pending some insane Deshaun Watson trade that seems like he's going to Philly anyway at this point if anywhere at all so with Tua under center yes we do need to admit that Fitzpatrick you know was better than Tua last year in terms of PFF passing grade big time throw rate yards per attempt basically the only thing Tua was better at was limiting turnovers which is why some of the uh you know the way the kind of offseason has gone along for Tua has been humorous to me because it starts off, he throws a bunch of picks. Everyone kind of freaks out. But, for example, PFF Steve uh, brought up a really good point about this. He said, no, Tua throwing a bunch of picks is good. He needed to be more aggressive. We should be hearing about this. And, okay, we turned the corner on that. But now it comes out that he hasn't thrown a pick in, like, four practices. And now the verdict is, oh, Tua's great. He's playing incredible. Just need to maybe take a step back with training camp and watch how Tua actually performs in the preseason and regular season against real-life defenses that are not his teammates. But the big thing for Tua and why we should be expecting him to improve this year, not just because of a training camp practice, is because he's healthier and he finally has some actual guys to throw to. I mean, the state of this receiving core by the time Tua got under center last year, people, it was rough. Here are the people that actually got targets from Tua when he was at quarterback. Devontae Parker. Lynn Bowden, Jakeem Grant, Matt Collins, Isaiah Ford, Malcolm Perry, Preston Williams, Antonio Callaway. Not great, everybody. And a lot of these guys were playing banged up throughout the whole ordeal. So credit to the Dolphins for looking at the problem and fixing it in pretty freaking quick time. So Will Fuller now in the picture. If you you know were following PFF Fantasy last year, you knew that every single week was Will Fuller week. And there really was only one exception to that. That was week two against the Ravens, goose egged 0 Unfortunately, it was the week I gave him my, you know, helicopter curse prediction, whatever the hell you want to call it at this point. But yeah, Fuller, as Deshaun Watson's number one receiver, was nothing short of unstoppable last year. I mean, this dude went for over 100 yards or scored a touchdown in all but freaking three of his games last year. And he played until week 12. So we saw, you know, some true explosions that Thanksgiving game, 171 yards and two scores, 112 yards against the Chiefs in week one. I mean, he wasn't even doing this on an insane target uh, threshold. Will Fuller, just when he's been healthy in his career, has generally made a habit of making big plays and elevating the offense for everyone around him. And that latter point is really the big reason, I think, why the Dolphins decided to get Give this guy a one-year $10.6 million contract. As you probably know, Will Fuller will miss week one of the season due to uh, finishing up his PED suspension. So, yeah, there is some concern that, hey, can Fuller continue to stay healthy without whatever PED was on? Can he, you know, be the same player he was uh, now that he will, you know, not not be having uh, beaver tranquilizers or whatever going into his system? We'll see. It's one of those things that we can't exactly measure, and so we'll just kind of have to move on uh, with uh, the evaluation like it's not there to an extent, which I know isn't great, but people, once we start getting into the, oh, you know, this guy guy's workout regimen or this guy's PED usage or this or that things that we can't measure very easily like when we want to go off on a limb and really start counting them into the evaluation that's when it gets tricky so not you know not anticipating a fuller drop-off we should then in turn 
be looking for two on company to take a nice step forward because Deshaun Watson in his career, 8.8 yards per attempt with Will Fuller, 7.6 yards per attempt without. 26.1 fantasy points per game with Fuller, 23.1 without. Even DeAndre Hopkins, 20.3 fantasy points per game with, 18.9 fantasy points per game without. That's just during his time with Houston, but he even averaged more targets per game Without Fuller, then with Fuller, the difference was the touchdowns went from 0.81 per game to 0.43 per game when Fuller was sidelined. So really, people, speed kills Fuller, one of the fastest receivers in the NFL, and just having him on the field, having him so the safety can't go too far away uh, to the other number one receiver you might have has caused all sorts of problems over the years and, again, just made the overall offense better. So looking forward to seeing what the Wolf Fuller effect can do for two on company. But he's not the only, you know, just speed demon they added because we now got Jalen Waddle in the picture. I'm going to read what PFF wrote about him in our 2021 draft guide, courtesy of the always great Mike Renner. We said going to 2020 that if Waddle can just do what he did in limited snaps his freshman and sophomore seasons on a full workload of snaps, he'd be a top 15 pick. While it was only four healthy games, that's precisely what Waddle did. He went over 100 yards in each and showed he can play strong at the catch point despite his listed 5'10", 182 pounds. Over the last two seasons, he's gone 6 of 8 in contested opportunities and averaged over 10 yards after the catch in each. He's everything you want from a speed receiver. We have had more than a few people give Waddle the Tyree Kill comp and I I don't like comparing anyone to future all pros. And you know, maybe if you're in Raiders camp, you can be thrown out to throw Owens, Randy Moss comps like they're nothing. Generally, though, Waddle, even if we're not comparing him to Tyreek Hill, that doesn't mean we have to compare him to John Ross either. He's Jalen freaking Waddle, everybody. And he sure as hell looks like the next big thing. And that seems to be the verdict at Dolphins camp. I mean, I am just incredulous at some of the you know stuff coming out of here. We keep hearing about him walking with a limp, which if you go back, and kind of just look at this guy throughout his college career. He seems like he kind of walks with the limp. So I'm not willing to, again, go out on a you know limb here and say that Waddle is playing hurt and not recovered from the ankle injury when this is the quote about everyone being all freaked out so recently about Jalen Waddle. And this happened on last Thursday, which would have been July 29th. Waddle had a minor injury scare Thursday. He went down in a heap after adjusting for a pass from Tua and needed a few moments to get up. It was a false alarm, nothing major, and he kept on practicing. But the last thing Waddle needs is an injury. The last thing any professional football player needs is an injury. The last thing you need in your life is an injury. The last thing I need in my life is an injury. Ridiculous, in my opinion, reporting when it's not ridiculous reporting. It's what happened. It's a ridiculous, uh, I guess, reaction to the reporting. Players fall down at practice all the time. Waddle took a couple extra seconds to get up. He got up. He kept practicing. And guess what's been happening when he's been practicing? Nothing but greatness. And a lot of these reports are from Travis Wingfield, Dolphins reporter. But here are some notable tweets from Jalen Waddle at Dolphins training camp. Jalen Waddle elevates, contorts, and pulls down a ball a little high and away from Tua. The rookie is showing out today. Uh, and I felt rumors. Jalen Waddle is the best player at practice and is showing out. Again from Travis. Jalen Waddle takes a turn on the trail drill, created several yards of separation. Sudden doesn't even begin to describe it. And most recently from August 3rd, Jalen Waddle just put the nastiest of routes and one-on-ones, put his man in the spin cycle. Guys, Jalen Waddle is awesome. And I don't think the Dolphins used a number six overall pick on the guy to play him if his ankle isn't at 100%. I mean, it's one of these situations where do we really want to say, hey, Waddle's hurt. I can't touch him because he fell down at practice a week ago. 
and like we just happened to hear a reporter say that, hey, by the way, guys, Waddle isn't hurt. But if he did, that would suck because that's what we're working off of right now. Everything else tells us that Waddle is in line to be the number one receiver on this Dolphins team in week one with Will Fuller suspended, with Devontae Parker banged up. And really, I mean, look, as much as Devontae Parker, as you know, a full-time fantasy analyst, I feel like I'm contractually obligated to say like, this is the year it all comes together for Devontae Parker. He had the huge Fitzpatrick year in 2019. That's pretty much it, people. And how many more times can we keep making excuses for the guys? I think Parker is fine, but he's also one of these bigger contested catch artist wide receivers. I don't necessarily think we should expect to age all that gracefully. So I am going ahead and, you know, assuming that Waddle and Fuller are going to be working ahead of Parker this year. And even if not, it could be a situation, you know, like Cincinnati last year with Higgins, Boyd and AJ Green, where maybe the targets are split pretty equally, but give me Fuller and Waddle making more out of them than Parker should be able to. So, you know, Parker is the one I'm fading a little bit more. Really, though, all these guys are cheap enough that you can't afford them in fantasy land. This gets us right into the ranks. Waddle comes in as my PPR wide receiver 31. Will Fuller, my wide receiver 38. Devontae Parker, wide receiver 52. So I'm ahead of consensus by a few spots on Waddle and Fuller. Not fall off the mark on Parker. And I just think people, when I say this all the time, I don't want to beat a dead horse. This is a great chance to draft guys far closer to their floors than their ceilings. I mean, you look at Jamar Chase going as a top 24 wide receiver already. Like, he's going to need to put up some serious numbers to meet that expectation. I'm not saying he won't be able to do that. I have him ranked as a top 24 receiver myself. But Jalen Waddle is someone going, people, in the mid wide receiver 40s range. When I put together my values versus fades chart that was basically just taking my rankings and comparing it to ADP and seeing the biggest differences, Waddle popped as the single biggest differentiator in it so waddle is someone to me where he's not getting even though even though we spent the majority of the offseason with people saying like hey waddle is every bit as good as Devonte smith if not maybe better we're still seeing this big discrepancy between their average draft position and smith is the one that's hurt now with a verifiable injury that it should warrant dropping him in the ranks about not waddle getting up a few seconds late on a play in practice a week ago that he's since returned from absolutely fine so will fuller i would say coming in as a wide receiver 38 he's someone that i think you should be prioritizing you know in the mid later rounds of drafts i mean he does kind of reek of being this year's version of stefan diggs the baller wide receiver that changed offenses that you know we look at and say well okay probably experiencing a quarterback downgrade i understand he didn't last year and josh allen became a world beater but Looking at it on paper, Cousins to Josh Allen, we could have thought that was going to be a downgrade. Fuller, Watson to Tua. I, I'm a little more confident that will be a downgrade. With that said, for the price of admission, we have a guy that last year was a wide receiver one, and now he's being priced as a wide receiver four, even though he very well could lead this offense again by a wide margin in targets. So, you know, the Dolphins, hey, they're not the Cowboys, they're not the Bengals offense. We're not expecting them to throw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns this year. With that said, all these guys are priced appropriately, and I think where you can get them, Waller, Waddle, Fuller, Parker alike, good bets and fantasy football drafts of all shapes and sizes. Last note, everybody, Mike Desicki, you can't draft him. I talked about this in our tight ends that kind of play wide receiver podcast uh, that published, I think, about a week ago. But look, last year, 84% of Mike Desicki's targets came when he was lined up in the slot or out wide. We got Will Fuller. We got Jalen Waddle. We got Devontae Parker. 
where is Jasicki going to be playing? Is he going to reinvent himself as an inline tight end? I don't know. That hasn't really ever been his game. They just spent a third round pick on Hunter Long. Wouldn't be all that surprising if he starts working more, splitting up in line. Still got guys like Adam Shaheen there as well. I just think Jasicki is going to become more of a complimentary player. Yeah, he really meshed well with Tua at the end of last year. Again, I read you the receivers that were out there during the bulk of that time. So Mike Jasicki is the guy that I'm, you know, he's my low kind of teens range at the tight end position. If Waddle ends up being hurt, if Fuller gets hurt, if Parker gets hurt, okay, maybe Mike Jasicki becomes a thing again. But when you need to go through three injuries to talk about why you might be interested in drafting someone, probably shouldn't be drafting them in the first place. So I'm good on Jasicki. Give me all the Waddle and Fuller though. Before we get out of here on the PFF Fantasy Pod, I want to give a quick shout out. Fantasy football season is here, and we are now offering 25% off any PFF subscription to all first-time subscribers of promo code FLASH25 only until August 10th. For just $7.50, get access to PFF's Fantasy Football Draft Guide, player rankings and projections, all the PFF's locked article content, cheat sheets for your fantasy drafts, and more. Again, that's promo code FLASH25 for 25% off any PFF subscription. Get access to all the PFF's fantasy tools for $7.50. Also, be remiss if I didn't give a shout-out to Manscaped. Support for PFF is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Just join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PFF at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Manscaped.com. Use code PFF. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thank you as always for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. New episodes every single day of the week. Next week, we get Justin Boone from the score on here to talk some running backs. Also, want to get on a wide receiver expert before too long. Fantasy drafts are here. I'm pumped. You're pumped. Let's keep grinding. I'm Ian Hardison. Until next time, take care, everybody.